Friday with batters on Drive. Who is he? It's my partner, but he no speak. Oh, it's your silent partner. <laughs> Friday with batters and wolf. Are you ready yet? Seven twenty. ABC Perth. Hello, batters. Wolfie. Good to see you. I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. No. No. Uh, nice to see you too. Yeah. I, I, in fact, splendid. Uh, since the last time I saw you, I was up in Caratha and I ran into an old girlfriend of yours. That's not possible. Who said to me, I knew Russell when he was single and smelly. <laughs> that's that's not, what she said. Well, that's not possible either. I said, well, he's, oh, well it's he's, going to come he's to not news. single anymore. <laughs> it's going to come as news to my girlfriend who moved to Caratha with me. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, not the smelly part, perhaps, <laughs> but the other part of that might. Uh, so whoever that was, they were lying. She said, no matter what day, if, if the word had the, the word day in it. Yeah, you're sharp as a tack, yeah, aren't you? Yeah. Hey? Uh, there's yeah. The, the smell of Bundy. <laughs> what? Well, that's not possible either. I hate this stuff. Yeah. So why would you just come in and make all of that rubbish no, up? You're right. Um, how was I've also, I also saw Tony Devitt the other day. It's a great time of the year, obviously, from mm. the Royal Show, and he was mm. still laughing about your small balls, your, mm. your small uh, well, r- r- rumble. Well, move on because they've grown. Oh, you've had another go at it. I've had another go. I put them in, uh, put them in yesterday. Tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock, uh, you go online to see how my balls were judged. Oh, oh, I see. So they're doing the balls thing again. Yeah, no, no, just me. I did it on my own. You're still trying because to get over this. Is this oh, a sort no, of a purging? It was a therapy. Yeah. Um, but it's done. Uh, it's done. It's in the hands. My balls are in the hands of the judges, and it's up to them yep. as to uh, what happens from here. I have a feeling I'm not going to do very well. Okay. Yeah, which is not good, but, you know. Anyway, it's super to see you. Well, it's nice to see you too. And uh, let me introduce the topic that we want to talk about this afternoon on the Drive program. That's right. Vacuuming. Um, we're talking about airline experiences uh, on Drive this afternoon. You can be a part of it with I thought Tom that was going I. somewhere. It went absolutely well, nowhere. It was, it was. It was going to Broome. Yeah, okay. one uh, 222 What are some of your uh, worst airline experiences? Uh, we're talking flying, airports, airlines. Just funny stories. They can be good stories. They don't have to be your worst story. But just let's have a laugh this afternoon. What's yeah. something funny? Um, that happened to you in an aeroplane. I mean, I was. This idea came from flight that trip up to Caratha, actually, Wolfie. Yeah. And um, I, was, I was sitting next to a guy called Miles Hyams from Apache, and, and we Miles High. Yeah, Miles <laughs> Hyams. Yeah, it's the Dutch version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, true. Yeah. And we were t- you know, and we were looking at the hostess. Sh- Miles, I'm not. I don't mean to be laughing at your name. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah. Anyone that's got a name that vaguely sounds it's like true. Mile it's High. It's a real name. Yeah. And this is a this is an air air, yeah. air flight story. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and, and how hosties can, you know, they do the safety briefing. Yes. And they uh, must, how many times a day yeah. do they do that? Yeah. You know, and, and, and 90, probably 9% of the, yeah. are not looking. Do you watch the, do you watch the safety Depends. <laughs> if it's a new plane. Yes. Or not. Um, yeah. well, cause I think I, I feel so sorry that I watch. I, 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 Why? Because I just think, oh, you poor thing. I don't know what's the equivalent. You know, it's it, it's like a performer being on stage and the, the audience just talking. You know. Well, I think, yeah, but I mean, but you, you when you go in to see a performer perform, 
it's going to be a little bit more inspiring, just well, stuff that you've heard a million times over, yeah, isn't it? true. And so you've actually found something yeah. uh, which ties this all together, actually, in a very neat little package. Yeah, yeah more my, miles higher. <laughs> yes. Help me find this. I can't believe It's it. true. I can't believe that's his name, and yeah. you're talking about aeroplanes. Ring stories. in, Miles, if you're listening. Miles High. Hyams. Yeah, why did you cut me off? I was halfway through his surname. <laughs> um, call through and uh, have a chat to us, and it would be nice. Um, okay, Southwest Airlines is an airlines in the US. Uh, it's, it's one of the budget sort of airlines. Yeah, is it Southwest. But it's an airline that's obviously trying to make an effort. You know, has thought about this particular issue. Yeah. Trying to keep, you know, get the message across. You've got to deliver the message to the customers. Yeah. How can they? How can you make them listen? Make it engaging. Let's have a listen. You guys with me? All right. So give me a stomp, clap, stomp, clap. Come on, stomp, clap, stomp, clap. Stay on beat there. There you go. Keep that going. This is flight 372 on SWA. The flight attendant's on board serving you today. Teresa in the middle, David in the back. My name is David, and I'm here to tell you that. Shortly after takeoff, first things first, there's soft drinks and coffee to quench your thirst. But if you want another kind of drink, then just holler. Alcohol and beverages will be $4. If a monster energy drink is your plan, that'll be $3, and you get the whole can. We won't take your cash. You got to pay with plastic. If you have a coupon, then that's fantastic. We know you're ready to get to new places. Open up the vents, put away your suitcases. Carry on items, go under the seat. In front of you, so none of you have things by your feet. If you have a seat on a road with the exit, we're going to talk to you. So you might as well expect it. You got to help evacuate in case we need you. If you don't want to, then we're going to reseat you. Before we leave, our advice is put away your electronic devices. Fasten your seatbelt, then put your trays up. Press the button to make the seat back raise up. Sit back, relax, have a good time. It's almost time to go, so I'm done with the rhyme. Thank you for the fact that I wasn't ignored. This is Southwest Airlines. Welcome aboard. <laughs> How good was that one? Yeah. How could you uh, how, how could you not pay attention? Thank you very much for my beat. I appreciate that. You will not get that on United Airlines, I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> now, wouldn't that be great if yeah. you got onto one of our airlines? And yeah, fantastic. Started cranking up with one of those. I think it would work. I think it would work. Yeah. You, you could not take your eyes off it. No. Um, let's go to the phones. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. We're talking uh, your Airline stories this afternoon on the Drive program. The gateway to the weekend, Batters and Wolfie, until 6 o'clock this afternoon. Dave, welcome to the program. Yeah, g'day, Wolfie. How are you going? Very well, thanks. G'day, Dave. G'day, Batters. What's your airline story? Yeah, a little bit historical, but um, nice. uh, back in about 93, I think it was, with Cyclone Bobby. Oh, yeah. Uh, I travelled back from Sydney on business. Uh, I was living in Kalgoorlie and... Uh, Landed in Perth, I think it was the Thursday, uh, got my connecting flight, we went up, I've had about three attempts at landing, back to Perth, in, in, this is back in the days when uh, Australians used to put you up in a hotel overnight sort of thing, and back to Perth, and then uh, we had another trip up on the Friday and spent about two hours circling Kalgoorlie, and uh, back to Perth again. <laughs> They uh, had us back out the airport Friday evening because another plane had actually landed, so they got us all back out there, and uh, up we went, and uh, back we came again. <laughs> the Saturday, they loaded us up into the plane on the Saturday morning, and uh, we actually backed away from the terminal, and then about an hour later, we backed back into the terminal. 
Um, a Saturday uh, evening, they uh, attempted again, and we were uh, sort of only did two laps of uh, Kalgoorlie and came back to Perth. And uh, finally, the Sunday afternoon, we uh, we managed to touch down in Kalgoorlie. You're not making that up. No, no. Someone was trying to tell you something. Well, I just wanted the frequent fly points. <laughs> Did you get them for every flight? Yeah, I just I thought that was reasonable. I'd done the miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon <laughs> is it, I mean, did you actually get the frequent flyer points for every attempt? No, 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 not at all. Uh, oh, I think that would have put me off flight full stop forever. Yeah. I think. Did you regret uh, not driving to Cow in the end? Uh, no, well, I you know went to the pub the Friday night and the uh, races the Saturday afternoon <laughs> and went to the yearling sales on the Sunday. So <laughs> oh, I was happy enough. Nice work, Dave. <laughs> Good on you, Dave. That's fantastic. One three hundred triple two seven twenty. Lynn, welcome to the program. Hi, Russell. Hi, Tom. Hi, Lynn. How are you? You're good. What's your story? Well, I'm laughing even before I start. Every time I, I recount this, it, it is perfectly true, but it just it is really funny. Years ago, I used to work for an agricultural organisation, and I used to take farmer tours overseas to meet the people that used to buy their products. And I used to take um, farmers from around Australia, and this one particular tour... We were loading at LA Airport, and it was in the days when they used to load two flights at the same time. So one would go, you'd go one way for one one flight to somewhere, and, and go the other way to a flight somewhere else. Yeah. And we were loading to go to Chicago, and I had my twenty growers all paired up like children, you know, buddied up. They had a, a buddy, and uh, the other way was to San Francisco. Well, we got on the plane and my assistant did the, the head count, asked for hands to be raised if everybody had their buddy, so everybody raised their hands. We had 20, she and I, so 22, great. The plane took off and about 10 minutes into the flight, um, old Jack from South Australia got up and came up to me and he said, Lim, Fred's missing. And I said, Fred who? He said, Fred from Queensland. And I said, not your buddy. He said, yes. I said, well, where is he? He said, well, he's not on the plane. <laughs> and I said, but you put your hand up. Or somebody put their hand up to say you were together. Oh, no, he said, I put my two hands up because she said, oh, are you all there? And, and I wanted to say, yes, but he's not with me. But he didn't say anything. So we're, we're in, the, in the air going to Chicago, and old Fred from Queensland was on the way to San Francisco. So I went up the front to the cockpit with the, with the pilots and talked to control at LA Airport and said, I've got a, a farmer from Queensland who's on his way to South San Francisco. What are we going to do? And um, both planes turned back and went back to LA yeah. and Fred could get off. Oh. oh, no. True, 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 true. And it was so bizarre and so prophetic because when we said goodbye at the airport in Melbourne, Fred's wife said to my assistant and I, do take care of him because sometimes he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> and how profound did that, you know, did oh. that become? When I, and how he could have got on the, the San Francisco plane with a boarding pass that had Chicago on it. But he just sat in the seat. <laughs> I would have loved it if that story had continued. I reckon a Queensland farmer uh, might have had the time of his life in California. <laughs> it would have been an eye-opener. Um, Lynn, thank you so much for sharing that story. You're on Drive 720 ABC Perth.
Your gateway to the weekend. Fridays on Drive. Drive. Batters, nice to have you in this afternoon. Your calls are welcome. one 300 720 Jason's called in. Hello, Jace. Hello, mate. The concierge here. How are uh, you, boys? Nice to have you back. Uh, I recognise well. that voice. Now, listen, Rusty, you're getting through producers faster than Badgers get through jobs. <laughs> oh, First it was unfair. the rabbit, then it was Shazza, now it's Fiona. I oh. hope you're going to look after this one. Well, no, you've forgotten about Justine Kelly that was in there for a little while. The, the, oh, of course, yeah. yes. Yeah. Is Fiona, you, Fiona a stayer, Wolfie, by the way? She looks looks good. She's got the Is goods. She? She's built for comfort. No, she's she's already saying, I'm off. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she's black. She's not around here for long. Now, look, I've got an absolute classic here for you, boys. Yeah. I was flying from Perth to Sydney with the uh, the ex-wife and kids five or six years ago. <laughs> I didn't know she was the ex-wife at the time, of course. Otherwise, I could have saved the air there. But um, the captain sort of welcomed us aboard, and he said, look, you know, we're well, flying time to Sydney today is five hours. The temperature in Sydney is 22 degrees. Enjoy your flight, blah, blah, blah. But he left his microphone on. And he started chatting to his co-pilot. And he said to the co-pilot, he said, do you know what I'm going to do when we land this uh, bus in Sydney? And the co-pilot said, I've got no idea, Jim. He said, I'm going to have a coffee. And he said, do you know the air stewardess with the long blonde hair and the tight buns? He said, yes, Jim. He said, I'm going to drag her to my hotel room and I'm going to make love to her like she's never been made love to before. Now, of course, she was at the back of the cabin. Her face was as white as a sheet. She started to run down the length of the fuselage. And as she, as she ran past me towards the cockpit, I grabbed her arm and I said, hey, let him have his coffee first. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, the concierge is uh, back. Uh, delivered, <laughs> delivered the goods. Uh, Michael is with us on Drive. Hello, Michael. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Very well, thanks. What's uh, your airline story? Well, this is a true story. Uh, a number of years ago, I was um, uh, on a business trip in the United States with uh, uh, my general manager, who uh, uh, did like a drink on a warm day. <laughs> and uh, we had an early flight from uh, Pittsburgh to Reading, and I hope to God he's not listening right now. <laughs> but, uh, uh, <clears throat> and uh, Pittsburgh to Reading is a bit like flying to Rockness. You know, you just get up and it's time to come down. Uh, and uh, anyway, uh, this guy uh, was absolutely famous uh, for his, uh, his airline etiquette. Wherever he went, if it was a 15-minute flight or a 20-hour flight, he'd get on the plane, loosen his tie, open his top button, and immediately fall asleep. And uh, he and I were uh, adjacent uh, to each other, opposite. Uh, we both had aisle seats. And we'd been in the air for probably about 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, the plane got struck by lightning. And, of course, the plane shuttered. The lights went down. And blah, 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 whatever. Uh, and it was round about then that I found out that we had a whole heap of evangelicals on board the plane. Uh, you know, praise the Lord and uh, Jesus save us all. And it went on and on and on. Uh, as as uh, the, the plane sort of um, came good again, and the, uh, the pilot came over the tannoy to say, well, uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. We hope you've enjoyed your flight. We were, uh, we'll be landing at Reading in about five minutes. Oh, and by the way, we were just struck by lightning. Uh, with that, my fellow traveller rode from his slumbers, and the hostess was about two feet away. He 
Bloody Mary. <laughs> Mine's what? Mine's a Bloody Mary. Mine's a Bloody Mary. Right answer. <laughs> uh, good. Very good. 24 to 6. You're listening to Drive on 720 ABC Perth. Batters and Wolfie. Uh, one three hundred triple two seven twenty to call into the program. I have seen on one of those YouTube's uh, and and I actually spoken to some people who've been on an aeroplane where they where the hosties organise toilet roll rolling competitions. competitions. Yeah, with roll going down one either side of the aisle, and it's a race as each collection of seats is meant to roll the toilet paper over their heads without, past without, the roll. That's right, without breaking it. Without breaking it. It'd be fun. Uh, for a nanosecond, I think. Don't you? Oh, well, it would be a bit of fun, but uh, something, you know, yeah, different. You'd want it to stop after that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I think the novelty would wear yeah, off real they quick. Come out with a bucket with an apple in it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's it. Where will it end? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next trick. <laughs> if you're happy and you know it, <laughs> yeah. clap your hands. Uh, you're listening to Drive. Let's go back to the phones. And Barry is with us. Barry, welcome. Hi, hi, guy. Um, in the early days of flight, 65, and I was in England, I lived right next door to the airport, so everybody around me and my best friends all either worked or flew, and my best friend's dad was a Captain Corby, he's dead now, but anyway, in the early days when it wasn't like you just sort of uh, jumped on when Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane and home, where there were long trips and different, there was no occupational health and safety, and those guys used to open the door to the cabin, they'd, they'd tie two pieces of string to the inside where the engineers were, They'd walk backwards slowly and they would hand the string to the nearest passenger and then say, hang on a second, could you just hang on to this, just steer the craft, I'm going to... <laughs> and, and the other thing they did was if they had a new stewardess, they'd, they'd, they'd call her forward and say, by the way, look, the captain doesn't feel too well, could you bring the bag and bring the bag down? As she went, the engineer who sat to the sideways on would put fruit salad and cream into a bag and call her back and they said, look, he's finished now. And as you ask the engineer, he'd grab it and say, hang on, you can't waste that and start to eat it. <laughs> These guys used to take bottles of booze on board, they'd lift them outside the door and then gradually the laughter at the front would get louder and louder. They used to frighten the life out of the passengers. <laughs> the good old days. That's a real fun in the old days, I tell you. <sighs> Good on you guys. Thank yeah. you so much, Barry. They're great, great stories. Yeah, super stories, Barry. Uh, I appreciate you doing that. Back to the phones. James, welcome. Oh, g'day, Russ. How are you going? Very well, matey. Oh, sorry. Look, uh, I've got a uh, funny in, uh, in retrospect. Uh, my son and I were flying to Sydney uh, about a year ago, and he was 11 years old at the time. It was like a father and son uh, treat for him for a couple of days. And uh, we're, uh, we just boarded a uh, 747 large aircraft and uh, at the domestic uh, terminal here. And uh, we're sort of uh, one of the first on board. So it was taking, you know, 15, 20 minutes uh, plus to load up with people. And my son uh, had found himself a console and was checking it all out. And uh, I thought, oh, okay, that's what kids do. You know, found something along the gaming lines. And then all of a sudden I hear the, uh, um, uh, someone's ringing the, uh, the bell for, the, you know, for help, for stewards. And it's going ding, 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 like this, you know, ding, ding, ding. I thought, oh, Stuart, they're in trouble, you know, someone needs some help urgently. And uh, and I was sitting next to my son, and, you know, we had that afternoon sun coming through the um, window. It was hot, we were, you know, we hadn't even taken off, getting ready uh, to sort of, you know, have some movement to happen. And all of a sudden, the steward comes uh, towering, comes walking up amongst the crowd and sort of leans over me, his face purple, <laughs> And I suddenly looked at him, and then I suddenly realised a twig. It was my son who had been playing with his console, and he was accidentally, without knowing it, ringing the, uh, the help button. 
and uh, the guy was that purple. He was, he was looking at me, and I, we wanted to be, you know, starting off to be a really nice weekend, father and son, and he was looking like he was going to eat me and my son. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that was uh, our experience, even before we'd taken off us. Did it turn into a good weekend, James? Yeah, no, it was, it was fantastic after that. I, I nearly could have killed my son. I had to really re- refrain from doing that. <laughs> That's nice. Thanks for calling through. It's a quarter to six, seven twenty, ABC Perth. Uh, Robin is next on the line. Uh, Robin, welcome to you. Hi, Russell. How are you? Very well, thanks. Um, I've actually just got into my garage, so I'm going to move out so that I don't echo too much. Um, my story is from when I was um, seventeen, and I was having a gap year in South Africa, and I'd organised, or my parents had organised me to go and work on a safari lodge up in Namibia. And my aunt had booked the air ticket for me to get up there, and off I went and got to the airport, only to find out that, in fact, the commercial flight that she'd booked me on had been cancelled some two months previously. The runway up in Namibia um, had been closed down to commercial flights because the locals had stolen all the fencing from around the runway, so they couldn't stop the cows walking onto the runway. (laughs) So here I am at the airport thinking, well, this safari lodge is expecting me, how do I get up there? And because it was essentially the airline's fault or or the travel agent's fault for accepting this booking, she had to organise a charter flight just for me. Mm. That was me in a little six-seater Cessna with just the pilot, and off we flew. And the pilot let me fly most of the way at the age of 17 with no airline training and no one else in the plane. I told my parents about it afterwards, and I think they thought I'd make it up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you land it? No, I didn't no. land it. I handed the control straight back, yeah. and I was very glad to get out in one piece. But that, what a great experience. I mean, did you enjoy it? You didn't, you know, I like, loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I had a fantastic time, and working on the safari lodge was brilliant. I went back two times thereafter, and um, oh, yeah, a wonderful cool. part of the world. Did you spend a year in Namibia then? I spent um, two months. Then I had been in Durban for most of the year beforehand, mm-hmm. um, and then I, I went back a year later for another two months, and then again a third time, and just worked on the lodge. It was great. Fantastic, great stories. Yeah. Did you get your pilot's license? You've done the hours. No, no, never. I've often wondered about it, but I think I prefer just to sit back and be looked after. <laughs> um, thanks for calling in, Robin. Nice to talk to you. You're on Drive, 720 ABC Perth, 14.26 is the time. Remember those old days, Wolfie, when you every now and again you might strike it lucky and get a call up to go, go into, into the, the cockpit? Cabin. Not yeah. anymore. No. Not anymore. No chance. The world's changed, Thomas. No. We're getting on. No, plastic oh, plastic knives, uh, you know, mm. I reckon I reckon you could hurt someone with a plastic knife. I don't want to encourage anyone to try, but I mean, I reckon they're pretty brutal. They're thick. And well, what do you suggest? <laughs> I don't know. Chopsticks. Fingers. Fingers at home. Yeah. Fingers. Finger food. Let's just have sandwiches. <laughs> Hot sandwiches. Toasted sandwiches if you want something like that. You know, they're going to do that. Um, did you ever spend time in a cabin as a little boy when you... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and what a great experience, you know. Yeah. But, but uh, not for our kids, What does that button do? <laughs> Everyone really wants to be able to say at some stage, I've... I've uh, I've got a book to my name. I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. I've got a book to my name. I've written a book and it's been published. Yeah. It's just one of those things, I think, that uh, like maybe in some ways like parachuting out of an aeroplane, you know, tick. Yeah. Um, you know, having back waxed, tick. <laughs> um, you know, travelling to South America, tick. Yeah. Um, you know, getting rid of the tick, tick. Yeah. Um, and, and writing a book. 
published, having a book published. Yeah. Tick. Uh, now, I can't do that. I can't do that. Not yet. Tom, can you? Writing a book. Tick. Yeah. Congratulations. Actually, this is this is the second book, Wolfie. You remember I I wrote uh, that um, yes. the beginning about the Western Force? Yes. But I've, I've got 3,000 <laughs> copies in the shed at home. So uh, <laughs> if anyone's looking for a copy of, of that book. You should do a boot sale. <laughs> and you can have like the 45s that you've got as well from the band. That, 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 yeah. that single you They're, They sold out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, the book. No, it's yeah. Aussie Legends, it's called. That's right. Uh, so what's the concept? Written a kids' it? book. Yeah. So I've written a kids' book, which is a lot of fun. And yeah. um, I actually started it when I was at the Western Force about six jobs ago. Yeah. And, uh, and when I was away uh, uh, overseas, it was a good way of connecting with the kids. And it was also a, a good way of, of, you know, I was the media manager, staying, staying out of mischief, not going out on the town. So I was alert if something happened um, and got the ball rolling there. And I noticed I always love history. And the kids, when I'd read to them uh, kids' books, they'd love the rhyming narrative. So I thought, combine the history with the rhyming narrative and that's what the book is and you're launching it next week i am i'm really honored that you've invited me to come along i'm uh, thrilled that you're going to be there Thanks, well there's not i mean you know don't say i'm going to be there until i'm there because okay. it's no, breakfast it's, it's, that's right it is early well, what, what, what the hell were you thinking okay. <laughs> um so it's a seven o'clock start or something they'll probably want me to be there at quarter past five uh, so they can show me how to turn on the microphone you've so, seen the run sheet yeah so um we'll see if i'm there but I, but i'd love to be there i mean if i can make it of course i'm very grateful um but no I look forward to launching it, and I just think it's a great idea because some of the some of the stories that you tell are classic Aussie stories. Well, they're just famous Australians, yeah. explorers and yeah. bush rangers and yeah. characters. Far Lappin, Nellie Melbourne. Yeah. So thank and you. Tracy Gibbs. Yeah. Is the fantastic illustrator. Illustrations. Yep. She was in the in the West a couple of weeks ago, and she's done a fantastic job. So a lot of fun. A lot of fun. You're happy with Very it? Very happy. Yeah, it was great fun. Yeah. It's just sort of a great way of um, passing some time, and it's sort of. Fremantle Press, in their wisdom, yes. decided, yeah, we'll give this a crack. Well, they've jumped behind. I mean, you know, they, they, they gave Camo the run. Yeah, well, that's you know, right. So, that's uh, true. yeah, it's good. It's good that they do that and identify local talent. And I'm thrilled that um, you're, in, you're in there. You've well, got a book, a book under your, under your belt. Yeah. Hopefully I won't have, you know, thousands left in the shed. Oh, no. I have a feeling that, this like is, the, uh, that you're going to do, uh, do quite well. Fridays with Batters and Wolf, the gateway to the weekend. Yeah, and make sure you close it on the way out, will you? Yeah.